This episode of Please Blow My Mind is brought to you by my friends at floatculture.co.nz. If you listen to the podcast, by now you should know what's up with floating. If it's your first time here, Float Culture is our sponsor and I want to get you in touch with them. So what is floating, you're asking? It's exactly that, floating. Who would have known that doing nothing gives you everything? You go into a float tank You take all the crap away and you let the mind take over. It's like meditating on steroids. If steroids was a good thing, it's like meditating the easy way. So jump on the website floatculture.co.nz and check out all things float. They've got programs like the Rest Project. It's kind of like imagine you have a personal trainer who's going to train you to be the best floater. The cool thing about floating though is that you don't need a personal trainer and you can just turn up and do it. And that's the coolest thing. So if you are keen on checking out the float scene in New Zealand, check out (sighs) floatculture.co.nz. This podcast is also sponsored by me and my Give A Little page. So if you didn't know, I'm raising money to build a podcast studio caravan that I can take around the country, that I can take around the world, that I can take around schools, community. I want everyone to be telling stories on microphones, on cameras, sharing perspectives, getting out there and doing good stuff. So what's the deal? I'm trying to raise $10,000 to, uh, you know, build this caravan to buy the cool gear that goes inside it. And I need your help. I've got uh, about 1500 and something. So yeah, doing all right. But I do need your help. So if you or your friends or a rich person you know wants to uh, donate, please jump on my Give A Little page. The link's in the description or the comments. You can also jump on givealittle.co.nz and search Podcast Studio Caravan. Woohoo! Got through all the adverts in about two minutes. Congrats to me. So, this episode is with my good friend Joseph Fa'afil. Now, Joseph is a top man. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, that he was uh, in the running for New Zealander of the Year. And, and, it, and it's with good reason that you put people like Joseph out there and you reward them for the awesome stuff they're doing. So he runs a thing called Hope Walk. And Hope Walk is where you know thousands of people come together and they march together, they be together, they walk together in the name of suicide so let's deal with suicide together and it's a bit of a controversial thing obviously suicide and what to do about it and what Joseph and and his crew are saying is look let's just get together let's be together and I love that I love that because so much of the world today it seems like we are trying to fix everything from a camera or a computer or our cell phone and there's something beautiful and very human about us coming together and being together and trying to solve very complicated issues together so congrats to Joseph I enjoyed deeply sitting down and chatting about life with him you know the cool thing about this podcast is there's no agenda it's well well the agenda is what are we up to what's the plan why do we do what we do so it was awesome to sit down with Joseph and just talk and just talk so uh yeah I think that's all the updates anything else oh uh, I'll be in Germany soon so um yeah that'll be interesting I'm trying to find guests to uh, talk to in Germany and what else is happening um I'm teaching a documentary paper uh, to a bunch of cool students at MIT in Auckland so yeah um life's busy <laughs> life's good and we're just we're just um we're keeping up the pace we're doing things we enjoy and I highly encourage you out there to think what do I enjoy and how can I get some of that action okay team Good catch up. Hope you're all doing well. I look forward to you enjoying this conversation. So, you know, enjoy it. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time on the podcast. Until then, go blow someone's mind. We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. 
I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming. Welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. And boom, I've got Joseph here in my laundry to do my podcast. How are you, brother? Good, bro. Good to be here, man. (laughs) Do you hope one day that when I ask for your time, we can actually do something for money together? Because right now it's always, (laughs) hey, man, can I borrow you? Can can you come and do this? Can you come and be on this platform? No, no problem, man. I've always got time for you, bro. (laughs) Um, Time's an interesting place to start because... I would kind of classify you as an extremely busy person and and I mean would you do you think of yourself as a busy person? Yeah, I think to be honest, I, I think I'm, I'm, I can manage a lot of the busyness. Right. But I think looking from the outside in, a lot of people say, "Man, you you're doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, pretty busy, man." Like, um, do you get time to reflect on all the things you're doing? Because sometimes I one I wonder and I I worry that we are all just in this 24 hour cycle of life. You know, like mm. I had this idea a few weeks ago that that if you want to in today's environment, a day doesn't have to end. You know, yeah. you can literally uh, go through 24 hours and there's no beginning and end. You know, it used to be that the end of the day was the end of the day. Yeah, that's but right. But television changed. doesn't stop now, you know. It just goes on and on. And, and I wonder for people who are out there doing stuff, if if you have enough time to, you know, reflect on what's happening in your life. Like, how, how do you manage that stuff? Yeah, so um, I think for me personally, I just recently had like a health check. Right. Yeah, so in April. So I kind of, that was a bit of a... A wake up call. Really? Yeah. Oh, so, so you um, had to go see a doc? I had to see a doctor just to, just to manage, because when I was younger, I had some heart issues and right. stuff. And yeah, just um, a lot of weight I gained and all that stuff. And yeah. then I had to kind of reassess things yeah. and really ju- just look at the balance of my life. And um, and actually, for me right now, I've actually pulled back quite a bit. Really? And, and it looks busy. Yeah. But I've actually pulled back uh, a lot yeah. from what I normally do. So. Uh, it seems busy, but um, I think I've just been able to find more balance around um, family life. Mm, and that's mm. a really tricky one. It is, it is, it is. Yeah, because, you know, we're actually in the working time of our life, right? Yeah. And uh, so, so of course, we are busy, but, yeah, it becomes that stage where you can get better at helping others than helping yourself. And Yeah. Yeah, there's this interesting dynamic, too, you know, like, um, I guess both of us share Pacific blood, yeah. and there's not seem, it doesn't seem to be the best track record with health and no. that kind of stuff, and, and that's something people don't talk that much about, eh, you know, like, we like to... Um, yeah, I guess as as younger males too, uh, well not younger males, but you know, like we've still got a lot of, uh, you know, hopefully a lot of, a lot of light left in the torch. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> um, right. But we 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 burn that light, you know, and yeah. and I sometimes wonder if uh, we could get a few more hours sleep. Maybe that would help. Yeah. But then you hear of things like Oprah, and she did like four hours a night, and she's all oh. fine. So oh, yeah. I don't think I can. <laughs> Yeah. That's a bit, uh, that's a bit crazy. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, she's where she's at because of the commitment. True, but um, yeah, I think just for us as men and and just um, as dads and as husbands and uh, being able to to find that space where you can actually mm. reflect and and have a rest, yeah, have a break. Do, do your parents or family, wider outside of your immediate close family, think like that? Like, yeah. is that a thing that we've been able to? Like we've had the privilege of being able to uh, think about that stuff because I think about my dad and and I don't think he really thought about that stuff at all. It was more like he thought of his body, even his mind, as as a uh, something that he would offer up mm. so as to others would yeah. have better opportunities. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I sometimes speak to my dad and I'm like, you know, what was what was the options for you for work? And yeah. he's like, oh, sales. You know, and I'm like, well, when I went to university, I, I was sold the dream of being anything and I still believe I can be anything, but I, I don't think that's, I think that's a, yeah, I don't, you know, it's a complicated one. Yeah. Is it the same for you? Like, yeah, I think, because we've kind of learned from people that have gone before us. Right. And we, we try to adapt and we try to change, but sometimes we, we carry on the legacy that's gone before us in some yeah. way and we kind of not tainted, but we carry that on and it becomes kind of a generational thing. Where, yeah. And you look back and go, oh, I don't want to sound like that, but I'm actually, <laughs> I don't want to do things like that. But yeah. you start doing it. And my parents are very, my mum's very compassionate. Uh, she loves people. Um, and also my dad was a hardworking person. So yeah. that combination of hard work, compassion is 
kind of in me, and yeah. so that's kind of how it worked. Um, so yeah, I'm just hoping that I can actually pass on um, the balance of that to my kids. Yeah, and what do you think our kids will be like when they're older? You know, because sometimes I think that having having a a, a tougher start is a good thing, um, but other times I really love that I'm around my kids all the time and they don't have to learn things the hard way. It seems yeah. like a bit of a catch twenty two. I mean how. You know, have have you thought about how to navigate this and and how to give them enough mm. rope, but at the same time enough to pull themselves back in? You know, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I think that's a really interesting thing that I'm thinking about a lot is, can you have the good without the bad? So if you just have good your whole life, yeah, how do you know it's good? Yeah, yeah. If you have nothing to relate it to, no, that's right. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things when you as a parent you're kind of learning on that journey as well. True. And the thing is that. You kind of sometimes surprise yourself because you stumble mm. across some really cool, gold, real gold in yeah, parenting. Yeah. yeah, how did you do that? Oh, it was a mistake. Oh, well, we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. carry that on. But I think our kids, and I know for me personally, my five boys were very different. Mm. I'm just hoping that they'll carry on some of the good aspects of my fathering and my parenting. Mm. But then they become their own person. Yeah, they don't become a. Um, a template of who I am yeah, and that's the, the last thing I want them I just want them to be their own person but at the same time carry some of the cool things that yeah. they caught on to um, some of the stuff I observe for you online is is you know very positive and, and, and some of the other stuff like your Hope Walk stuff kind of yeah. deals in some really uh, I would even go as far as to say some taboo topics I mean we're certainly <laughs> there's a feeling of getting better at talking about this stuff and, and genuinely I think people know to you know ask for help but does it ever kind of weigh on your mind to to, to, to know that um, I mean do you ever get those days where it feels like more is going wrong than right? Yeah, um, sometimes. Yeah. But I try not to focus on that. And I think for me, I learned early on just to really um, do a lot of self-care. Like just right. pull yourself away from it if it's becoming too heavy. Yeah. Um, but then also I've got a good network around me that will be able to support and give the uh, the right wisdom in terms of that situation. Right. But at the same time, you know, you just got to be mindful that... Um, now you're doing all this stuff and, and these things happen. Uh, the reality is that all you can do is do the best you can. Yeah. And then whatever happens, it's it's out of control. But yet being able to manage yourself, look after yourself yeah. through that. Uh, and the cool thing is that um, we haven't had too many bad situations on Rebel. We've actually right. had more positives. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's part of the journey. You've got to take the good in the bag. But it's how you actually react to it, which is important. Do you think people... So when you say something like you have to take the good and the bad, does that mean um, you have to carry the burden? You have to be prepared to yeah. to to take that burden? And, and I wonder, like, do you think uh, we, in, we are encouraging enough people to embrace that burden? Like, I'm just trying to think, you know, at a multi-dimensional kind of level... Yeah. Um, what that actually means, you know, because I think, I guess there's the, there's the religious side of it, of, of, mm. of taking the um, sacrifice, is it, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to tie those together, because yeah. I guess for me, this podcast is, you know, we can all have different ideas, but there should be some through lines that we're all trying to agree on, yeah. and I feel like that is really out of whack with, with much of the world, you know, yeah. like, there's... I think some part of the world that believes nothing is for nothing. It's just mm. random. And and there's the other side is, you know, the eternal meaning in everything. Yeah. And and I don't know exactly where I sit in it, but I definitely don't think nothing's for nothing, you know. Mm. And, and and then the problem with that is that people try and prove that it is like that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, how do you explain things like love? Yeah. And how do you explain why we dance? I mean, this is another way of of us expressing yeah. and and really how i don't know maybe there is research but if you were to try and measure like um what is dancing you know yeah. what are we trying to if it was all for nothing then surely it would be you wouldn't worry about you know music that can make you cry yeah and, you know true. but so true but i don't know it's a, it seems to be that um you know you look at facebook and it's this it's this algorithm driven thing and mm. and the more you post into your little bubble it, it feeds you that way and and i'm worried that it'll be a mirror into our society yeah but i don't true. know apart from chatting with people 
how to how to talk about these complicated issues yeah. you know because it can be off-putting to some people to have to think deeply and sometimes off-putting to myself even yeah. because you know like you have those mornings where you just want to get up and go to work and come home <laughs> or you don't want to talk to someone you yeah. know but but again it's kind of going back to that that idea of taking the burden on and you know it yeah. always kind of freaks me out that you talk we can have these conversations and what are we going something like 10 minutes and all of a sudden we're at this really deep place you know <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, that's right and and it doesn't take long for humans eh? it must yeah. mean that we want to talk like that or yeah. yeah i don't know what do you think i think it's more um because i think again so there's places where you uh, the real you wants to talk about some of the real issues mm. and you kind of get straight to that and I, well, I think a lot of the surface stuff is there it's like um that iceberg example of you only see so much of it mm. but there's some deeper stuff in us that yeah. we want to kind of get to the bottom of and that's the that's the real stuff that we want to do and the thing is that we cover it up with um other things you know yeah and now today it's uh, i think social media has allowed that to develop even more because we only see the top of the iceberg in yeah. social media but what's really happening behind that screen and so it's been able to and i've been pretty straight up with mates of mine you know being saying let's have some real talk let's talk about some other things mm. and just not rugby you know yeah and not just um what the next best movie is or whatever right but actually let's just have a heart to heart you know, it doesn't have to be all the time but mm. have those moments where you can have real conversations yeah, yeah and 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 i think sometimes we forget how to do that because yep that's right we might lubricate it up with alcohol or something and yeah, that yeah. makes it start coming out but it's a real fine line you know because <laughs> right. you have too much and you go into a different zone of <laughs> some twilight zone stuff or you know also or or it's not not everyone's at the same position so yeah, yeah i i i sometimes think that Again, stuff like we're doing now is us practicing how to be human, you yeah, know, and so true. And and it's just interesting that uh, you know all this stuff is set up so that it can go f- to the internet. But but I had this kind of idea when I was trying to think of my worldview. I was like, what do I actually believe, mm. you know? And I've been thinking about that a bucket load lately because I've never really thought deeply about why I do what I do. At its base level, I think it's. Um, a person who's had uh, a pretty loving family mm. and that set me up into some kind of good morals if you like like i don't have too many enemies in the world which i take that as well i'm doing something right but it also freaks me out because maybe it means that <sighs> i'm too scared to say what i really believe you know so anyway that's a whole different topic <laughs> um but lately i've been thinking you know what is going on and and, and what are we trying to work out and I thought well how would you even learn something like that and so my kind of theory or hypothesis is like talk to a thousand people like we are talking and then you may have an insight into some a combination of um, things that everyone says Mm. you know so yeah I don't know it's like this bubble that we we always say there's a bubble on the internet but in real life there's a bubble too right Yeah. and yeah it's really kind of concerning me because you can't even talk across the aisle anymore, yep. you know? So what does it look like to have, um, like, who did I meet? I met this dude, uh, you know, those people at the mall and they try and ask you questions and everyone's panicked about it. They're like, I don't want a bar of that. <laughs> so they look down and he was a a, um, a monk. Mm. And I was. he said, he, he kind of picked the wrong person because in, in a good way, he said, do you ever think deeply? And I said, yeah, I do. <laughs> you know? And then he's like, oh, uh, okay. He said, do you think others think deeply? And I said, yeah, I think they do. I just think they think about silly stuff, mm. you know? And he kind of was like, oh, this dude's a bit weird. But I got talking to him and I think I kind of like maybe freaked him out because his normal response is, you know, I'll take a book, but I'm out of here. Yeah. But if I hadn't have framed it in that way, I don't know if I would want to talk to the monk. Yeah. You know, I yeah. may have just been like 99% of others and just not interested. Sorry. I appreciate what you're doing, but I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, right. so yeah, man, it's pretty, yeah, that's right. Eh? Cause you have a, you have, you're on the way to somewhere. Yeah. And you kind of don't want the disruptions, but sometimes the disruptions are a key moments. Yeah. And some of those moments where actually can change either your life or, or situation, you know, and just being able to be open to those disruptions along yeah. the journey. 
Yeah, man. And and what happens if you talk to someone and you actually learn something, yeah. you know, or, or they challenge you in a way yeah. that um, makes you think, oh, why is that like that, you know? Mm. And I've been like that um, with religion because for much of my life, I guess I lived in a very religious way, but I never embraced it. Mm. And so I, 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 I guess I lent on uh, for most of my life, like like I was saying before, that yeah, just it'll work itself out. But lately, I've been thinking there's more, more, but I still yeah. don't really know. So anyway, it's just a really it's a grey zone that I know a lot of people are uncomfortable talking about. Yeah. But I, I think that's good. I yeah. think that's good to. Um, don't just take someone's word for it, you know, go out there and, yeah. and have a look yourself. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty challenging as a 30-something adult <laughs> because we should have our worldview sorted or at least that's what society, I think, that's wants right. to say. That's what, yeah. that's what they say. <laughs> we should have it all sorted about this time. Yeah. But really, we're still on that journey. Well, yeah, and, and we've got to find a way to embrace that, you know, particularly if, uh, you know, we can we can agree that this world has some better things happening. I mean, that was a study, I don't know if you're uh, aware of it, but there's a study going on that overwhelmingly there's good things happening in the world. Mm. But what happens in uh, media is that bad things are immediate, so they're easy to report on. That's right. Good things happen over increments of time. You know, so for example, I think there was something like there's the most rainforest in the world apparently than there's ever been or or I might have that slightly wrong but the idea was that it's not this barren land yeah. like we think it is you know and there was other stats like extreme poverty has gone down to something like 5% from 30 but if you watch the news and Trump and North Korea and yeah. all this stuff, you would think that it's just about the walking dead, you <laughs> yeah. know? And <laughs> So true. And I don't know, like, maybe it's not good to think about this stuff. I mean, what do you do to kind of keep your, keep your um, you know, compass in the right direction? Yeah. Well, it's all, I, th- I think about what's in front of me yeah. and I take one day as it comes. Yeah. Each day as it comes, you know? Yeah. Each day is different and I don't worry about what, or tomorrow bring but I'll just focus on today because yeah. today, no, today's got all the, its own problems <laughs> yeah. so and also the media um, have a perspective on on the world mm. which is very different to what you may have and I think you just got to understand that and, and actually not take it on board but yeah. actually know that from your perspective if you're making a difference or if you're adding value to your family or if you're seeing your kids grow up I think those are some of the, the lighter moments where you can mm. go actually it's not as bad as what these guys on the screen tell me. Yeah. It actually looks a bit better than that. And I don't think they're bad people either, the media. No, that's right. Because we've yeah. both done our bits of the media. Yeah. But isn't it weird? So you go on the AM show, for example, and you've got, what, for like five or six minutes? Yes, that's right. And there's four people in that room, yeah. and everyone wants to talk. <laughs> you know? It's like, well, at least bump it out to 20. Yeah. So we can... Because you end up just being in this world of sound bites, you know? Yeah. And it's like... Uh, I heard something online that we're all trying, if you're in that position where you have to say something, mm. there's more than just you answering a question. You're trying to like present the very best of yourself. Yep. Um, you're also trying to get the best idea ever and, and you're trying to contend with holding uh, like the crowd mm. because there's other big you know names there and That's it's right. just like this. And, and, then, and then what comes up after that mind-blowing moment you talk about? The weather. <laughs> and it's like, nah, nah, that that can't be right, you know. So I think um, all the more for podcasting. Have you thought about having a podcast? Yeah, I actually haven't looked into a day, but uh, I'd love to one day. Yeah, but it's such a handy tool. Well, it's also just another thing that you got to look after, yeah. right? That's yeah. the that's the problem too. Um, with Kiwis and we're busy people, and yeah. I kind of highlighted the fact that. Um, like take yourself and other people out there who are doing a lot in the community you're your own marketing person pr person yeah, you know answering right. messages and facebook and yeah. stuff like that what are the things if you if you were to list out the things you're doing what are they at the moment um so you got your um <laughs> you got like um you do public speaking eh? yeah public speaking so yeah. i do uh, a few get hired to go and speak to different events yeah. is that um, scary I think I'm so used to it now. True. There, um, you always get the butterflies. Listen, I think that's a, a that's a done. I think you just got to get over that. Yeah. Thank you. I was going to get nervous, um, and just go and just 
do the best you can. That's all you can do. I, I remember reading some or hearing some research about like that's the number one human fear, eh? Talking in it front is, of people. Yeah, isn't that weird? That's crazy. Eh? Well, I um talked to you know Michelle Dickinson one time, oh. and she was telling me that uh, the reason people don't like to public speak is. I think back in the day where you were living with the animals, a lot of eyes on you meant you were going to be eaten, you know, by the animals, you know, so like it stuck with us or something yeah. like that. But now I just think, I think people said they would rather burn in a fire than um, than public speak. I mean, yeah. That, why'd you get into that? Um, for me personally, it was more just getting a message out um, in the minimum time you could. Um. It was... You were, went to a Toastmasters club and joined that because I wanted to develop myself. And you only have five minutes or less than that to say something. Is that right? And you had to make sure that you had everything, like the points you wanted to say. Wow. Uh, intro, body, conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> make sure it got across um, the table so people were going, oh, yeah, I connect with that. I understand what you're talking about. And it's it's not the easiest thing, but it's it was good a good tester for me and a good challenge for me. And it grew me personally. Yeah. And it just opened up um, a few other doors for me True. as well. Yeah, you so. represented New Zealand, eh? Yeah, so I went to Vancouver. What was that like? Was there some like? Was it like? Uh, I imagine you know those kind of movies where there's the cool guy and he's got his like real deep voice and <laughs> it, was, it was funny eh? because you no, know, when you go to the states or anywhere near the states, yeah. they, they Americans take it to another level. Eh? Really, it's another level. Yeah, <laughs> like headphones. And, yeah, just walking yeah. around with headphones. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was a great experience, um, and for me, it was it's great to be my wife, but at the same time, be able to experience that level mm. of public speaking and the Americans do it really well yeah. you know and it's part of who they are so naturally um, they got the well spoken but at the same time being able to do it within three to five minutes is pretty powerful and and most people wouldn't consider three to five minutes that long but you can put in a lot of you time you can put in a lot of stuff in yeah. there yeah that time frame um, we're going to take a quick break for an advert but when we come back I'd like to ask you what would go into like your talks and you know come you know do you still remember it but I'll answer that in a second yeah. okay so we've got a little advert here from float culture uh, floatculture.co.nz is float tanks it's basically the easiest way to meditate so you go into this little isolation chamber that sounds like something in north korea but it's not um it's basically you float in water and you're in the darkness and you're at one with your mind and apparently some amazing stuff happens when that happens so enjoy the advert and be back in just a second with joseph we think life is about having the latest phone. Self-driving car, a fat-free, carefree, think-free living, trying to explain the complexity of the world in about 140 characters. Guess what? 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 Life is way deeper than that. To understand what we need as humans and how deep the human hole goes, we need to look inwards. We need to look at floating as a way to cut everything out, turn off the machine, and be with nothing. That's better. Now let's start this baby on. Engines, three, two, one, up and away. You see, life is busy, but floating gives us a super-powered, hypercharged connection with our mind that can relieve stress by simply doing nothing. If you want to explore your mind and the float culture of New Zealand, then jump onto floatculture.co.nz and book your float today. That's floatculture.co.nz. It's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Okay, back. Uh, have you you have you done floating before? Just no, no. no. Oh, only on the ocean. True, true. Well, we've really we got to hook you up because um, they've they've um, like it's pretty huge in the world now, and it's weird, eh? Oh, because man. there's this idea that uh, you're in the pitch black and you can't hear anything because you've got um, like uh, little things in your ear and you're under like you're you're a little bit submerged. Yep. And so all you can hear is your heartbeat and your breathing. Oh, wow. And um, I just think find it fascinating that that's actually the level that humans need to be at now to be on their own. Oh, just be still. Yeah, because back in the cave days. Wow. It got dark and the fire went out and that was it. It was dark, <laughs> yeah. you know. You're just hearing farting and snoring. But now now it's like you you'd have to go to a place like float culture to to be truly isolated and just have one hour to think. Yeah. Wow. I'd love yeah. to I'd love to hook you up with them because um just to see what that would do, you know, yeah. even if it's like I mean, could this be something that we offer um 
our, our young people who are having tough times. Mm. You know, obviously it's a bit freaky because you're going into this little um, well darkness. But but if you could frame it in the right way, just to right. you know give people, it might be the first time they've been alone. Yeah, with no noise. Yeah, that's pretty freaky. The noise yeah. is everywhere today. Um, so we were talking a little bit before about uh, the Toastmaster stuff. Mm. Why Toastmaster? Like when isn't that looks like a marketing name, eh? Like um, toast. Me, oh, I guess it's the Cheers Toast. Yeah, because eh? yeah. I can't help but think like Vogels. What a good sponsor for Toastmaster. <laughs> Brought to you by Vogels. That's an idea. So I think the original name because it was back in the, I can't remember when, but um, the main speech was of a obviously the person made the like ceremonies and stuff was a Toastmaster. So yeah. Made the toast in a wedding and all that stuff. Mm. So they carried on their name. They still haven't right. changed the name. Um, but I just went along and it was great just to be able to be in a room with other people. But then you get up to speak and then straight after you get up to speak, someone would evaluate you. Wow. Give you feedback on the spot. <laughs> so that was challenging. Yeah. It can't be that fun. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, something about being evaluated, which, you know, it's like no one really likes to be called out, eh? Yeah. But that's the really the only way you can, that's what parenting is, right? Just constant evaluation. That's it. That's it. Maybe over-evaluation sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And being able to just learn from it. Yeah. And I think in the first few sessions, I was like, really? <laughs> I wasn't that bad. Yeah. But at the same time, it was a really encouraging environment. So you kind of walked away feeling, hey, I can do better. There's some space to grow. So. Yeah. And you're helping like um, rugby teams and stuff with their public speaking? Yes, yeah, so I'm currently helping. I've just finished with the Blues, so um, the Auckland Blues rugby wow. team. So just Did they in, enjoy it? Because you wouldn't think that big giant Goliaths would be yeah. keen on public speaking. I think that's what we're talking about, you know, talking with your friends. There's more than just rugby. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. And I think with the... What it's become now because it's a professional sport, mm. there's a lot of people you got to look after in terms of you got to go visit the schools mm. and, and encourage the kids, wow, empower them so they can be future rugby players. Yeah. Then you got to go to the corporates that actually sponsor you and actually speak on their behalf, is that right? And then also when you're dealing with media, you know, they're dealing with media all the time, yeah, and you got the impromptu stuff, and then yeah. you got the stuff which is live, Facebook Live now, and wow. you just got to be ready on the spot all the time, yeah. And for them, it was more about gaining confidence in who they were. Yeah. Because they're very confident people in what they, in terms of the sport they yeah. play. But I think giving them the opportunity to be in front of their peers and actually challenge themselves to speak oh, yeah. in public. Was, and did they all have to write their own talk? Yeah. So they had to be in partners, had the presentation. So they had a week to kind of prep that yeah. and came back and I evaluated them from there. Yeah. Um, all of them done really well. So it was really good just to get them up there and actually mm. going for it. And so they had to do scenarios and stuff like wow. that. Wow. And then different topics like professionalism um, and sport. Also, how to deal with um, the culture outside of sport. You know? Man. How to be a professional. Yeah. Just like, you know, it's so much deeper than... You imagine back in the 80s, like you're Buck Shelford. <laughs> or your job is just to be a battering ram, eh? You That's know? right. And be as tough as you can be. I That's guess so it's, it's kind of cool that that you know idea of a man has changed yeah you know yeah. and i kind of think that's a real positive you know the fact that we can be a bit more um embracing of feelings and stuff like yeah. that i mean sometimes i do wonder that we may be going too far where we're now eroding mm. the, the use for a man or yeah. you know there was this um thing i was listening to and they were talking about how you know men throughout history have always you know um, held others down or you know they're too aggressive mm. and all these things and you know it's like oh I'm, I'm ringing that's all right i'll just turn that off <laughs> oh, it's my wife sorry sweetie i'll call you back later i'm in conversation <laughs> um yeah yeah but the and then and then there was a counterpoint that it was like well men weren't you know, that they were responding to the toughness around them. Like mm. at a certain point, men were the ones shipped off to war. Yeah. You yeah. know, they were the ones shipped off to the mines. Yeah. And, 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 and I guess the general point was we all suffered, mm. you know, uh, and nature was the true oppressor because it mm. would, it would, um, wreck your harvest without rain. And, and, <laughs> and actually the only way you got through was by banding together with yourself and your partner or mm. your little team you know so yeah i don't know man it's just like a 
you know, there's so many complicated issues. Sometimes when I get into these chats, I don't know what's up and down, you know. <laughs> and and I guess it's okay because we're in a safe zone of just yeah, that's ju- right. just talking and and uh, but at the same time, you're like, well, what's the right balance of thinking about this stuff and mm. and still getting. Um, it's either you think about this stuff too much and you're not getting your stuff done that you should yes. or you don't think about it enough um, yeah that's right yeah bro and just all that theme of um, the man and changing all that stuff yeah. I remember when I um, I had a, a job for six months yeah. and I was um, I was I used to hem dresses true for a bridal, a bridal place wicked and I went to this kind of gathering where we were actually making quilts for um, some home, homeless people were actually making these and the, then I said this comment of oh men don't sew but I had actually had experience in sewing True. and then one of this uh, this older gentleman came up to me he was an old farmer and he goes no we sew yeah and he goes no and our day we used to yeah. do everything you know? right? not, not just rely on our, our wives and our partners yeah. no we had to get in there and get involved so it's actually trying to find that balance you know mm-hmm. and also the stereotypes you put on and actually breaking a mindset around it. That's yeah. what must be one of the toughest things to break a stereotype, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, just like you get it in your head and it just sticks there. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a tricky thing. Mm. Um, so with the, uh, you know, the, the other stuff you do out there, yeah. there's the Hope Walk side of things. And, yeah. and if people haven't, um, you know, come across that, like w- w- what is that? And, and, and why did you choose to, I would say before, Everyone was yeah. talking about it. You were talking about suicide, yeah. eh? Like, what's yeah. what's your way into that? So, um, I tried to take my life when I was eighteen, right. and so that's my story. Um, a few years later, so that was kind of built up of a lot of other issues, you know, as a mm. child and stuff like that. But then later on, um, only a few years ago now, probably about seven years ago now, a good friend uh, took her life mm. um, suicide, and we decided, um, your yeah, wife and I, and said. Um, Let's do something, you know. We had to just do something, and what we felt was the whole feeling around. And and you've heard the story heaps of times. The people just wanted to be together in that mm. safe environment, mm. and because suicide is such a um, a topic that people don't really talk about all the time, because it's not like any other death in terms of um, when you're um, expecting someone to die, um, you can prepare yourself for it. Mm. But when it's a sudden death like that, um, it's you can't conclude your emotions are caught up in it and it's unfinished business you know mm. for a lot of families so we thought let's just get everyone together and let's just go for a walk and, and I've said to this before that um, that first walk 3,000 people came out for that first walk in 2016 and it's just grown now mm. um, because what we found is around the different communities not just in New Zealand yeah. but around uh, the globe now people just want to be together who have been touched by suicide right. and really just for them it's just breaking down the, stero- um, the stigma around it, uh, bringing some hope to their communities, to those around them, but also for them it's a way of healing, of just being like, I'm okay, I'm with people that understand, mm. I'm not going to get judged in this environment, I can walk and talk, and I can be in a safe place. And then from there, a lot of the champions now have been directly affected, right. losing husbands, sons, daughters, mm. parents, so... It's not a foreign thing to us, but yet we can take it and actually turn our hurt into healing so we can mm. actually help others. So. You know, it's called Hope Walk. Mm. And is does someone take their life when they don't have hope anymore? Yeah, there's, there's so many, honestly, a lot of these little factors that can mm. add to. Um, but what we found is that um, just a, just an element of hope, you know, in some way. Yeah. Um, is even just hearing the stories of some people, you know, if only they waited one more day, you know, and it, it's 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 sad, you know, just to hear that, but yet just that hope, hope could look like um, very different to different people, yeah. but actually finding that holding on just for one one more breath uh, to actually uh, maybe just reach out to us, some, and and the terrifying thing is that um, what seventy five percent of people that took their lives last year were males, mm. so that's. Um, troubling in itself and and you know just one of those things in life that it's really it's really complicated to talk about Mm. the solution isn't you know an easy one no and and it's like i think what i really find hopeful about how you do it is 
you just bring people together. Mm. And I feel like that may be how we make a dent in that is by having more ways to bring people together. Yeah. You know, and I don't know how we do that. I mean, you know, what would that look like? Yeah. What would a government, a council, a community of people have to do? That's right. You know, and, and maybe one of those things is church, you know, mm. like get all together. Yeah. 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 And it's just been, what we found is in that, in that way of getting everyone together with a, it's, it's, it's unity and it's community together, but you actually have something that actually uh, attracts you together. It's, it, you're magnetized together by one thing. Mm. And for those who have been uh, touched by suicide, when they got together, walls came down. Yeah. They were able to just be open. But that's the thing about today's society. It's it's uh, become so disconnected, like like this. Mm. Like we're connected online, but is that really connecting? Right. <laughs> yeah. Because now apparently we can, um, if we're not happy with someone's opinion, we could defriend them straight away yeah. and disconnect with them. Yeah. But we've lost a lot of that humanity in our connection. So yeah. what we've found in these moments where people come together for hope walks is that they're hugging each other. They didn't even know each other, mm. but yet, um, we started off by saying it, but now people just do it automatically. It's, it's kind of normal now. Yeah. You know, people actually re- returning back to almost a default button of this is what it's supposed to be like. Yeah, man. Let's hang out together. Let's do life together, you know. And ha- you know, how do you measure that, eh? You know, and, and <laughs> yeah. how do you, how do you put that into a spreadsheet to yep. get investors, you know? And it's yep. you can get investors because you can put together the amount of suicide and say mm. we have a problem and you know, but uh, you know, once only one thing to identify the problem. Yeah. It can't just be Mike King and you trying to find a solution, you know? Yeah. It's like we've got to do better. We've got yeah. to do better. We uh on, so on on the Rad Dad stuff, we had a, a guy called Pete Bethune, and he kind of challenged my thinking around fatherhood, you know, because I was telling him I just want to have these kids and to prepare them well for the world. And, and he um, he said to me, well, no, that's not enough. You've got to have do all that, but they also have to be able to contribute to society. Mm. So prepare them for that, you know, and I was like... That's just some, I hadn't considered that. I thought it was about, you know, being happy and, and, and trying to find the inner whatever, the spark in them so that <laughs> they can go on and be adults. But, you know, I asked myself, and I still do, you know, how much am I doing for community and yeah. and giving back? And I think a lot of people are like me, yeah. where, say, for example, there isn't the Sunday church. Mm. Um, Sundays, for me, is a, you know, rest and relaxation day. Yeah. Maybe it could be an hour in the morning doing mm. something, you know, yeah. and and I think that's where it's up to it's up to yeah. us as a community to say uh, that's what you know. There's a through line, and that's what I was saying before. It's yeah. not a belief. It's that, that we need to do certain things to be human. Yeah, and yeah. and and I think the tricky part is we're always recalibrating things like the way we eat, mm. you know. So as an example, we thought it was good to have no fat and now it's good to have fat it's crazy and it's weird you know it's challenged your whole so actually the way the pacific communities ate for thousands of years Mm. was right you know eat you know fish and coconut cream and all that stuff and 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 I think it's the same about this stuff. We thought it was about having the latest gadgets and having the coolest um, bios online And actually, I don't think it is. No. Maybe it's part of that, but it's being with a bunch of strangers, you know? Yeah, that's so true. And the stuff that you guys do in Red Dads is awesome because you may not see it, but it's actually adding value to someone else's life. Mm. That's sitting at home, even just waiting for podcasts to come up or even yeah. just waiting for a live stream. And also the stuff that you guys do on breakfast, you know, yeah. that's awesome. And I think knowing that you're actually giving back in that way is, right. is powerful in itself. Right, yeah. I think you guys give yourselves a, a yeah. rough deal sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But well, that's, that's actually giving back to yeah. the community. You know? True, true. There's a, there's a family of, of dads mm. just waiting for a moment. Oh, I need to hear something today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you might spark someone. Hey. True, true. Oh, well, that's, you know, it's, a, it's interesting to hear others' perspectives on it too, you know, because... Yeah. Maybe we can't self-realize all those positives we do. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're very right. critical, eh? And, and <laughs> no, nah, man, uh, it's it's pretty intense. I think um, we'll wrap up in a sec. Um, I, I do love the fact that we're just 
you know, there's been no agenda. We just we travel down this conversation, mm. and I'm trying to get better at that. You know, as a as That's an awesome. interviewer, and I guess as a guest, we are both used to having predefined answers. <laughs> and so what true. a platform like this asks us to do to do is to really can you know be willing to have a blank space of air for a bit because yeah. you don't know what to say. Yeah, that's right. And 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 I, I I kind of encourage that more, you know? Like, that's the reason I had a chat with that um, monk guy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, who I'm going to have on the podcast, I think. I've, I've, I said, hey, man, give me your number and I'll give you a text. I think nice. he's like, oh, no, this guy's a weirdo. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I kind of think to myself, after a thousand people, imagine the people I'll speak to. There'll yeah. be there'll be Christians, Muslims, yeah. monks, non-believers believers and and i kind of want that you know because i think there will be overwhelmingly an obvious similarity Mm. just in our humanity you know and and yeah yeah um are you good are you good at acknowledging when you're wrong um yes yeah yeah my wife doesn't tell me. True. <laughs> My wife tells me, oh, no, you need to learn a bit more. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's natural, I think. But, um, yeah, I've come to a place, I think I'm older now. Mm. I think when I was in my late teens and early 20s, I was like, I'm the man, mm. you know, as you're kind of learning and you think that you've got it all. And then when you get kids, everything changes. Everything changes. Yeah. yeah. And I think for me, it's just learning because they teach me all the time. Yeah. And they teach you saying, now they're having conversations with me. I'm going, actually, that actually made sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I've learned, I've had to learn mm. to actually be okay with being wrong. Dude, that's a good thing. And yeah. I like saying that because, I don't know, I feel like we never get asked that stuff. Mm. We always get oh. pressured to always be right yep. and stick to your position, you know. And yep. I want to be able to say, sorry, I was wrong about that. Yeah. You know? And I'm kind of saying that, although I haven't really, I'm, I think I'm saying that with religion and stuff. I think I was wrong. Mm. I just don't know what the right answer is. Yeah. And, and it's a journey you're on. Yeah, it's a journey I'm on. And, and I kind of, I, I hope, this is what I hope, bro. I hope that it's as simple as, you know, when your kid's born, you don't need anyone to tell them you love them. It happens. Mm. You've actually got nine months of built up love that's happened while you've been hoping that baby's fine and going awesome. through the scans and, and it just this automatic thing that yep. turns on. Um, I hope that's what life's plan is because mm. that would be really cool for me. You know, it'd be really cool to know that there's no hoops to jump through. Mm. But then again, it's like this whole thing of embracing the, um, you know, uh, embracing the hard stuff. Well, I don't know where that fits into that idea of what I just said, because you got to take on, lift the heavy rock, and walk up the hill, you know? Yeah. Anyway, I'm probably, like, freaking out because it's all, like, too much. <laughs> um, can you remember a time when, like, when's one time in your life when something blew your mind where you could not see the world the same way because that moment had happened? Um, when my son Zachariah was born. Really? Yeah, when he came out. No, everything changed. Eh? I think you were building up to that moment, you know, in the nine months you're building up to it, but then mm. there's nothing like cutting that pillow cord and also holding that child in your arms and knowing that that's a part of you and everything else changes around you, your perspective on life, because it's not about you anymore. It's really about looking after this kid. Yeah, so it actually blew my mind. Everything really just started to, I guess I, I got very mature in two seconds. <laughs> it was pretty fast. Yeah, but actually really started to look at life and everything around me differently. And it kind of happened all the time when the kids came up. But Zach, mm. that first child, yeah. it was he's 15 now, so Damn, that's 15 that's years ago. Awesome, congratulations. Yeah, so That's high school. That's high school, yeah, that's oh, right. year 10. 12-year-old who's got, I have to enroll him in high school and I'm panicking because oh. I'm like, I mean, I was all right in high school, but it was still freaky and hard and, oh, you know, yeah. it's, it's what I'm kind of saying before. We've got we've to let them go through that. You yeah, know? that's right. easy. And, you know, the interesting thing about high school is that 
at least how I remember it, all the cool kids in high school aren't cool as adults, <laughs> you know? So it's like you don't want them to be too cool, eh? That's right. Because, like, you don't want to burn out, yeah. you know? Just be normal. Yeah, like, just be a be little... Average. Yeah, just be average and be happy enough. Yeah, yeah man. Look, I think it's um, awesome that we got to chat. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we solved anything. Maybe that wasn't the point. Mm. The point was just to to talk and yep. and you know if someone has been following your stuff they'll get to hear you talk for a bit longer than these short little videos and audio cool. bits that you do um is there a place people can follow your journey if they're keen to um, follow the joseph journey yeah it's um facebook yeah uh, joseph Farfuel is yep. the fan page and then um, instagram joseph Farfuel again my website's down at the moment I haven't looked into it. I don't think anyone goes to websites anymore. <laughs> Everything's on social media. That's just what I'm saying. Yeah. No, that's all good. Sorry about that. I've got, um, got to learn. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> Dude, thanks very much for joining me on the show. Yeah, no, thank you so much, Will. Appreciate it, bro. Just quickly, before I do my big ask, let me tell you a bit about me. My name is Will Fleming and I'm almost 38 years old. I love my family and my job as a video creator. I'm slowly turning into a grumpy old man who can't tolerate how society is being oversimplified and undercomplicated because people can't be bothered looking up and saying hi. Get off my lawn. So my plan is to have more awesome conversations with amazing people inside a caravan built in a mobile podcast studio and that's where I need your help. <sighs> so let me break down my big idea a little more. It's a mobile podcast live stream caravan. Imagine a road with a caravan. And inside that caravan on a road is a podcast studio with two beautiful people. You see, we don't need more clickbait, short form, oversimplified, oversimplified, chicken nugget type content of one size fits all. What we need is long form, interesting content that puts the human back into the internet. But I need your help. I need your help, bro. And it all starts by building this mobile studio. And thanks to the magic of dad science, I've worked out exactly what I need. I need... One million dollars. I need you to help donate what you can to raise $10,000 to buy an old caravan, do it up, and invite you on a road trip of ideas that will blow your mind. The question I have is, will you back me up? Will you help me? If the answer is yes, 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 then please click on my give a little page and donate what you can to make this dream come true. Do it! Just do it! Okay, catch you later.